Hi friend, this is Pastor David and I want to firstly thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to hear a personalized word for your life. As a quick teaching tip, I want to let you know that the prophetic ministry's purpose is to reveal God's mind, will, and heart to you. So prepare your heart for what God has for you today. Be ready to be encouraged, stretched, corrected, or warned as his child as we lead you towards the fulfillment of your prophetic destiny. God bless. with Christina Johnson Ministries, with the word of the Lord for God's people. I just wanted to come on here um, and share what the Lord just spoke to me about. And he took me here to Psalms 107. So if you have your Bibles with you, please grab it. And I would love for you to join me in this journey of unlocking some mysteries in this text. So 107, and I want to have you go to verse 17. It says, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. And they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. And he sent out his word and healed them and he rescued them from the grave. I want now to jump to 25. He says, For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, they, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it drew calm, and he guided them to, the, to their desired haven. I want to talk today about rebellious ways and how rebellion opens the doors for storms. See, in this text, it almost reminds me of the story of Jonah. In fact, it identically reminds me of Jonah's story. Because here in that story, we, we learn, and if you are familiar with that scripture and that story um, in the book of Jonah, you will remember that God told him to go and minister and speak judgment to the people of Nineveh for their rebellious ways, for their wickedness. And he did not do that, right? The famous story, the great fish, Joan and the whale, the man and the whale, right? That most of us that are grew up in Christian communities from childhood and church and Sunday school would have been taught those things. But you see, the story is so more than a children's story. It is the very essence of our walk with God. We have to understand that when we are walking as believers, as Christ followers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, in these last days, 
we must be in alignment with his will and his ways for our lives. In other words, we must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is telling you to do something and you feel pressed upon it, you read the scriptures that morning and that word, okay, do this and do that. And you know that what God wants you to do, maybe forgive someone, maybe pay someone and honor them with your, with your, your tithe or um, maybe honor that person that's working so hard with um, children and they don't have the support that they need and you know they're not able to provide for their family the way they need to and you have the capacity to bless them. Well, God is asking you to do that. But see, when you become rebellious, watch this. It literally opens up the doors for a storm. In fact, it says here that he, talking God, spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. You see, the storm that Jonah walked through was self-inflicted. It wasn't demonic. Do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't warfare. It was the judgment of God. It was God coming against his children who were walking in rebellious ways. Right. If you jump further down, it says in 33, he turns rivers into deserts, flowing sp springs into thirsty grounds and fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who live there. Hold on a second. So the same God, if you see in 35, he turns the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. It's the same God. Now we go backwards. He turned the rivers into a desert. You might be in a season today where things are working out for you financially. You have the money. You started a new business. You started a new career. Maybe you have launched yourself in some form of ministry or some work. And you are now thriving. You are starting to make, you're making money. Things are good. You're seeing fruit. Um, you're benefiting. Things are flowing, right? Like there's a flow to your bank account. Things are coming into you. But it says that he can turn those things that are springs, flowing springs into thirsty ground. Things when you didn't have before, when you didn't have money, when you were struggling to get into a new job, into a new career. And God came and he helped you. He made a way for you when there was no way. He made a way when there was a curse in the way. He brought people into your life to make a way for you and you refuse to honor him by obeying his command to you. Whether that's tithing, whether that is offerings, whether that is supporting in whatever capacity that God has called you to support, whoever you're around. And what ends up happening is he shuts off. He cuts off that supply and he does that through a storm. So you see here that he, in verse 25, he spoke and he stirred up a storm. They lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. Well, what is the opposite of courage? Discouragement the distance between you and courage. So in other words, there's an absence of courage, right? There's a distance. You don't feel courage. You feel hopeless. You feel down. You feel defeated. You feel 
stressed, you feel anxiety, you feel fear, you feel emotionally depressed, you know, depressed, suicidal, whatever that might be to the degree that it might be for you, you feel a certain way. Why? Because the Lord has spoken and stirred up a tempest against you. Verse 27 now, it says, they reeled and staggered like drunkards. And here's the key words I want to focus on. Ready? They were at their wit's end. You see, God sometimes has to take you to your wit's end because you have not obeyed his commands. We need to be a body and community of believers that will function under honoring God's commands and watch this, being obedient and compliant to his ways and his will. See, the church, and I'm not talking um, about particular denominations and all these things, but we as a church, as a body, as a remnant, as the God's elect, in order for us to be distinctively different from the world, in order for us to be distinctively different from even the church that we have today at large, we must be a people that know how to take on his name and honor his name by keeping his commands. We must refrain from becoming fools because you see the Bible says that in the last day when the bridegroom came for his church, listen to me, when the bridegroom came for his church, there were a distinctive divide between those who were considered wise and those who were considered foolish. It was the ones that were wise that had the oil. The oil means the flow of the spirit. It means the oil that leads you and guides you into living out these truths in your life. And then there was a group a group of people that were foolish. And this is who we are addressing because there's a lot of you today that are listening to me that you're called to be the wise virgins, but you are operating like a fool. You don't have the leading of the Holy Spirit. You don't even make it a priority for you, listen, to pray If you are a prayerless body, in other words, if you are a temple that has no prayer in your life, I'm going to tell you right away, you are a victim to deception. Deception will come in and you will have no discernment and you think you're okay. And let me tell you the truth. You're in danger spiritually. You are an open target for the enemy. There is a breach in the wall and the enemy got in and you have no idea. You see, the enemy, like Samson's case, Delilah, the Philistines were persistent. In order for you to be a Christian, in order for you to be a believer in these days, even back in the days when Paul was writing the New Testament, you have to be a soldier in the army of God. You have to be ready, armed, and equipped 
to fight because Christianity is not a normal religion. Let me say that again to you. Christianity is not a normal religion. In fact, it is beyond a religion. It is a lifestyle of being a warrior. It's a lifestyle of being a war army sergeant for your own life. So you got a war over your own salvation because you could be saved and I said the prayer and I accepted Jesus into my heart and all of a sudden you are in sin. You were not wearing wearing your, your armor of God. You were not engaged with a community of people that are fighting for their dreams, fighting for what God has promised them, fighting for the things that God has said to you prophetically. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, it talks about the mentorship between Paul and Timothy. It says that Paul says, I expect you, Timothy, and I'm paraphrasing here now, to war and battle with the prophecies that God has given you because here's the result, you can make a shipwreck of your faith. Most of you who I'm listening to have lost faith. You've lost courage in God's promises. Every word he gives you does not come to pass. You are wondering, where is the money that prophet told me? You're wondering, where is this promise that God has said? You are not in alignment with God because you are not a warrior. Christianity. Let me tell you what the new definition of Christianity is. We are talking to a new breed of people today. We are talking to a new sound of people today. We are talking to a group of people that are going to be distinctively in the world, but not of the world. We're talking about people that want to know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I'm relabeling Christianity as being a warrior. Because what sets our religion, our faith different from everybody else is that other people can just abide by rituals and they can abide by attending their temples and attending their religious festivals. They don't have to fight. They just follow through. You and I, as believers of God, there is an enemy in the New Testament, in Revelation. It talks about chapter 12. Go there with me right now because I want to show you something. I'm just flipping my pages here in my Bible. But it says how the enemy, like a dragon, stood in front of the woman. So this is chapter 12 of Revelations. Okay, if you're following along, I'm just giving you a second here. That's why I'm pausing. Verse 4, okay? So Revelations chapter 12, verse 4. It says, its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment that he was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who would rule all the nations with an iron scepter. I don't know about you, but we know that the woman also represented, in so many different ways it could represent um, through prophetic revelation, you could get it could mean you in the Word of God, whatever that means. But you are the Church, Jesus Christ. Remember, He is the groom coming for a bride. Okay, He's coming for a woman. He's coming for a, a female. Uh, an analogy of what uh, a, a companion, a bride, because He's male. 
if we continue reading, it talks about he was after the seed. The seed. He was after the seed. He was after the children who kept the commands of God. So why am I telling you that you need to be a warrior? Why am I redefining Christianity today as war, as, as, as being a warrior? Because you have unknowingly, when you accepted Christ, you were enlisted into a war and you didn't know it because no one told you. No one told you, welcome to Christianity, welcome to a life of warfare battle. Okay, but here's the beauty about it. I'm, I'm going to do that for you today. I'm doing that for you. I'm setting the new record straight. When it comes to Christianity, you, I welcome you. If you are a new believer listening to this today, welcome to a season, a lifestyle of warfare. You are now a soldier, period. You are now a soldier and the enemy will not allow you to be any other, like any other religion and get away with it. Okay. You are going to be on the line for your faith. This is why in the end times, it tells you, you will be persecuted for your faith. You will be persecuted for your belief. You will become a target. I can't tell you how many times in my own walk with God, I have been a victim. I've been a target. I mean, I did nothing wrong. I'm misunderstood. I'm... You know what I mean? And, and, and these things, I used to get, I take it so personally, right? It started to wound my soul. It started to cause so much pain in my heart because why was I always being targeted until I learned the truth? The Christianity is not just about, okay, we go to church on Sundays, we sing some praise songs and we come home or maybe we sing hymns. Whatever your practice is, is that, it is not the way that church is portrayed today. I'm here to tell you the truth so that you could be free to understand that you have no reason to believe that you are at fault for rejection, that you are dealing with rejection all the time. You are always, I'm talking to somebody here, the Lord's just redirecting my voice here and so I'm just gonna follow his leading here. But there are people that are on this, this um, recording that are listening to me speak to you today and know they know and know that you have been hit so badly. You have been a target of Jezebel. You've been a target of the enemy. And you literally feel like you have no worth. You feel broken. You feel in despair. You feel distressed. You are wondering why all hell is breaking loose. And you even question, God, are you going to rescue me? Are you going to save me? Are you going to even step in and do what you say that you do? Why are other ministers thriving? Why are other ministers not surviving? Why are other people doing well and I'm not doing well? I want to, I'm here to tell you something because you welcomed yourself, not knowingly, but you entered into a relationship with the Lord and the enemy is after your relationship with him. Because here's the truth. The truth is once you come into fellowship, when you walk his way, the narrow path, the narrow path that Jesus tried to lead the rich man through and he couldn't. He did not leave and sell the things that God asked him to do. You don't understand. In Jesus is everything. 
right? Jesus saves your soul. He saves you from pain. He saves you from shame. He saves you from distress. He saves you from financial poverty. He saves you. He is the complete deliverer of your life. He will bring supernatural blessings into your life, miraculous signs, healing, deliverance, freedom, relationships. He can turn your life around. And that is who Jesus Christ is. And if you don't have that same power operating in your life, I want to tell you something. You need to consider your ways. You need to consider your ways. Because the God that I serve is a God that loves you and has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that for the plans I have for you are good and not for evil, to give you a hope and to give you a future. In Psalms 139, 16 says, I have a book. I'm paraphrasing. He has a book that he's written about you, a life book with all the things that you're going to accomplish on this earth, your purpose, your assignment, your calling. And most of you are listening to the, the, the world's personal development world to gain truth on how to be and identify yourselves. In other words, you're trying to find out how to learn about yourself, right? You don't even know who you are. You are struggling to find your identity. You are struggling to find your value, your worth. And let me tell you something. That is not your fault. It is the fault of not realizing, watch this carefully, that you've enlisted yourself into a war by becoming, A, a citizen on the earth, but two, as a follower of Christ. So I want to encourage somebody today. I want to encourage you warriors today because we are called to raise up an army, an end time army of warriors that are going to stand and fight to the good fight of faith. And our ministry is specifically called through coaching. We're not a normal church, okay? But we come through a coaching style of teaching and equipping believers to fight the good fight of faith teach you how to master your spirit, how to master and overcome the darts that are against your soul, right? Constantly being like a Joseph, afflicted by your family. Oh, put down like David. Oh, why are you here? When And David's crying out, well, what did I do wrong? You have been, you are the Josephs. You are the Davids that have been enlisted into war and you are so down. And I'm here to release a word of encouragement to rise up, warrior. Rise up and take your place knowing that today that you are a warrior and that God has good plans for you and he is not going to leave you and that everything that you're going through today, God is going to turn around it for your good and you're going to have a testimony. You're going to walk in the power of God. You're going to move in signs, wonders, and miracles and God is going to bless you abundantly. Watch what God's going to do. The same God that took Moses and all God's people from living in Egypt in bondage to these curses and the suppression of the demonic realm, okay? I'm speaking to people that are under curses. I'm speaking to people that have gone through stuff. They have gone through trauma, divorces, repeated divorces. I'm talking to people that have gone through marriage troubles, financial troubles, mental torment, demonic oppression. I'm talking to people that have gone through despair, 
and they are dealing even with husbands having affairs with them, other people while married, and they're Christians, and you don't have anyone to turn to. I'm speaking to those people that are locked in chains that have no one to share their problems with because you can't trust anybody. I'm telling you today, God has heard your cry. He has heard your cry and he has brought a voice to encourage you to say that you are a warrior and that he is going to take your hand in in this season, this season of war, the season of fight, the season of battle, the season of pain, the season of everything going wrong. And he is going to give you the tools to equip you, the knowledge, the wisdom that you need to be an overcomer. I'm going to end with this verse that I started off with. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and stiff and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Some of you are dealing with death. Some of you are dealing with health complications. You are dealing with cycles and cycles and patterns of sickness. Some of you are dealing with pain in your body, cancer. You're dealing with all these afflictions. And the Lord is trying to say to you, watch this. As they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and he rescued them from the grave. I want to pray with you today. Father, right now, I just pray for your people. I pray, Lord God, that this word, Lord, will just penetrate to their hearts. They would penetrate to their spirit. It would be a confirmation to their spirit. The Lord, that you are with them and you haven't failed them. I just even sense people crying as, I, as I'm praying, as I'm discerning the Lord's work in your life, that the Holy Spirit is touching you right now. He is touching you right now. He is touching. We command right now shame and reproach to come off of you. We command right now the chains of, of, of torment and demonic oppression in your marriage. We command those things to leave you. We command supernatural healing and restoration to come in all areas of your life. And we command right now that the word of the Lord right now become your life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And today, as the word of the Lord has come to you through this avenue, I pray that you would realize that God has a different path for you. He doesn't want you to be inflicted by the storm. He, in fact, wants you to be wise. He wants you to be wise. He wants you to be strong and courageous. And he wants you to show you the way out of your storm. That he could do this. In verse 29, I close. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea was hushed. They were glad when it drew calm. And he guided them 
to their desired haven. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. And I want to say we are cheering you on to fight for your dreams. And here, one more two. We love you. We really, truly love you. We know what it's like to go through hardships. We know what it's like. And we want to say that we understand you. And we have compassion and all our love towards you. Well, God bless you. And if you, if this word resonated with you, please let us know through email, Christina Johnson Ministries at gmail.com. All right, until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey friend, I pray that this word brings clarity, direction, and confirmation to your life. Our mission as a ministry is to coach you to success God's way and help you achieve your dream life. Until next time, we at Christina Johnson Ministries are cheering you on to fight for your dreams.